0: Broadcasting from a dark basement office. The FBI's
1: Most Unwanted presents the X Files podcast.
0: What do you call that with the eyes? Uh fuck. I, I meant to look up that actual medical condition. I it's call something. them psycho peepers. I like psycho peoples, I like Manson lamps. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. It's better than, That's better than anything I had. Man, Psycho Peepers is good, but Manson Lamps is Manson Lamps is from uh, Sopranos. Somebody said it in Sopranos. Mm. I don't remember who. Yeah, I was just shit. I'm thinking. They're the fucking right. Manson Lamps. I can't apply I that. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I can't think of it. <laughs> He's got them though. Oh man, does he have them? Yeah, I I I got to tell you, dude. I love it when. I I love weirdo photography stuff. Like this shit I love. I love this kind of stuff. Takes you back to 19 years old, dabbling. Takes me back. (laughs) (laughs) We got this great image in this episode of Manson Lamps taking a picture of himself like the first selfie. (laughs) He just has this huge camera in front of his face. How is it not a meme? It should be a meme. You know, a weird thing, I just got to throw this out there and ask if you felt
1: the same. I had this Vincent D'Onofrio connection with him, where I yeah, kept, man. I kept confusing him with Vincent D'Onofrio roles, like not as the actor. I understand they're different people, mm. but I was like, I've seen this guy before. Like, where is it? And it's not. But there is something. Maybe it's the. Oh, he's kind of got I like see. a fat
0: round head, right? Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, there's where do you? The where the how? There's no end to the comparisons. Oh, oh really? Okay. It's not just me. I mean, just look at him. He looks, <laughs> just look at the guy. He looks like a, he, he, he conducts himself in a, with a flair of can't get right. Mm-hmm. Yep. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. And he just is, he's a psychopath. He is, um, he, he is a, he is a, um, Rubenesque man, right? Mm-hmm. He's got boxy. He's, he's got sturdy hips and probably strong feet. <laughs> and uh and he's heavy set. that's right. that's his whole this is private pile and he's socially just impossible <laughs> impossible <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> and the answer for i how- am <laughs> <laughs> in the <In> world <horror>. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> that's this guy man it's such a donovia is brilliant as an actor probably more so than this guy but this guy was shockingly good I'd, i i kind of forgot that this guy's Mm-hmm. Damn solid, but hey, how many roles did he lose to Vincent? You think? Fair enough. I, I, they must have
1: been. I, I want to see the casting calls with them sitting side by side in the <laughs> the room. Yes.
0: An answer yeah, from dude. Harper
1: Blue in the chat, and again, LibertyStreetGeek.net slash live Listen to all the shows live. Harper Blue says, "Nice,
0: Ny-s- nice is the condition. Nice mm. Well, you heard it first. That's Any those problems. Problem, you can uh, at Harper Blue." Um, yeah, he's got the fucking, they, they dart around something awful.
1: Can I take care of a couple quick housekeeping notes before we we, we jump into the meat of this? Well, we've,
0: we have, but sure. Let's go ahead and just <laughs> shoot it right off the railroad track.
1: So I <laughs> want to shout out- I fucked a, you up. I'm sorry. <laughs> a couple new and upcoming podcasts. So one I'm very excited to announce, maybe for the first time on another podcast ever, is our own listener- White Death herself, the artist of the the first and only X Files uh, LSG Media podcast T-shirt, the creator of the the Pitter Patter art, White Death has a
0: podcast now. How did you know this and I didn't? Why are you insisting on running through the banner to celebrate <laughs> this by yourself, you son of a bitch?
1: Well, I'll do a lot of Pitter Patter art, you know, discussions. Oh, so God. it's called Video Doom and. Uh,
0: can Just i say those you? emails may someday publicly be pushed to everyone that you know so be advised so it's uh it's white death and a
1: friend of hers it's called video doom it's really cool i think they only have two episodes published but um maybe we can put a link to it in the show notes perhaps yeah hey hey
0: real quick <laughs> Never blindside the host on the show. Hey, I was late today. <laughs> I was late today. Okay. Hey, real quick. Can I make No, up? I'm gonna hey, I'll be up with the bleachers. <laughs> Let me know when your victory lap's done for the community, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. What's the next one? I can't wait. Let me put my feet up. The next one <laughs> is a
1: podcast that I've been very excited to talk about, and it's called Kirking Off. Oh my And God. if you're an LSD listener, regular, you might already know about it, but uh, Dean Martin, who's a host here at LSD Media, <laughs> and Nate- He's up in the bleachers. <laughs> uh, are starting a Star Trek podcast called Kirking Off. If you're a member of the Ill- Illuminati, you've heard uh, bonus episodes they've done before, but that is going live on
0: April 1st. It's already live as of today, but no episodes drop until April 1st. It's just a little intro. That way, it can propagate to all your little podcasting apps. So if you're in the chat right now, go grab it. And uh, it's, if I may, it's designed to be um, pretty user-friendly. Because we it's very it's it's very, very tangential. It's very all over the place. We're kind of using the episodes as just launching points for ridiculous conversations about philosophy, stupid bits, uh some Star Trek lore and a little bit of the episode itself. So whether you're diehard or not, it'd be it be in and, and if you've come to know sort of the style of, of me and LSG Media, then you may have an indication as to kind of what it's gonna be like. So yeah, yeah it's not gonna be like most of the other Star Trek podcasts you're hearing. It's just very like, this different. Is, I've gotten, this is, a, I've gotten like, some sneak peek
1: access. I've listened to an episode and a half of the three that you've uh, put up in the drive there.
0: The secret drive.
1: And they're even better, I think, than the ones you, you and Nate did for the bonus thing. There's just, I would
0: agree. You I don't agree with it, that. I think yep. you guys
1: use that to polish it. So yep. Video Doom and Kirking Off – our own White
0: Death.
1: Video Doom. is a great name for a podcast. It's by the way. fucking great. And they are done by White Death, of course. And it's really cool. It's like there's a lot of uh a lot of fun segments and yeah, it's good
0: shit. It's really right good on. shit. So I will definitely check it out as soon as we're done here.
1: All right. And uh the last thing, March Madness is fully under route. Hell under yeah. underway, rather, at uh at facebook.com. I don't actually know the page. Yeah, the fucking X-Files Facebook page. We're doing Marsh Madness. we talked to, about it before. It's easy to find. Yep. Check it out. We're we're into round one. It's going to go on for a while. It's going to take a few weeks. So even if you didn't put in a bracket, even if this is, you know, you're not a member yet, just jump on the right. Facebook page. You can start voting and you can vote for the bracket to find out what is the worst X-Files podcast of all time.
0: So it's fun. That's awesome. So does... Now, before we move into that, and or off of it, might be a better way to say it. Does Manja have a link we can put in the live chat?
1: Oh yeah, White Death is in, in the live chat. Go ahead if you have one, throw it in there. Yeah, and since I completely blindsided my <laughs> my partner, my host, my boss, <laughs>
0: oh, boss, my, easy,
1: my friends,
0: my yeah, lover, that's, better.
1: that's my, better, my heterosexual life mate
0: my heterosexual life, mate.
1: Yes. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think well, my death you know. is
0: going to throw that in there. Awesome. So anyway, um, Unruh. Unruh. It's I always a- always the fucking Germans, man. It's a- Germans are always the bad guys. If it's going to be weird, it's going German. It's going German.
1: If somebody's shitting on somebody or somebody's slaughtering a- an entire race, probably what?
0: German. Why? Oh, never mind. I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Little incident. <laughs> sometime in the mid twentieth century, something happened. Uh yeah. and, and to throw it out, if you if you're too lazy to check the show notes because you're a fucking shitlord, soundcloud.com slash video doom.
0: There you go. There we go. Um wait, say it one more time.
1: Soundcloud.com slash
0: video doom. Soundcloud.com slash video. All right, cool. Boom. I'll put that's, uh, pod. let me just do this on
1: the fly. I like
0: it. Boom. There you go. <clears throat> so, um,
1: I had a brain fart. We talked about this the last time we recorded, which is a few weeks ago. Now we had a little
0: scheduling change. Um, my fault, by the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, well, t- take until, that. For, and the worst part is that meeting fell through. It didn't even happen oh, until cool. this, until this Tuesday.
1: <laughs> well, I was Ooh. half an hour late for this episode. So I think we're, uh, square. <clears throat> um, but I had this brain fart of like, we recorded this episode, right? I, I'm sure I've talked to Dean about this episode. And it kind of happens over a long enough timeline. You talk about yeah. a show, especially when you know you've bounced around of previous episodes. And mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. It was something about the – thinking about the photography
0: aspect of it. Is it is definitely the photography part. Yeah.
1: So it must th- – that aspect must have come up in a different episode. Um, but Um But we definitely didn't. And I fucking
0: – Dude, what do you think about this episode? I really like this episode, man. Yeah. It's really, really good. Um, uh, it's very, you know, as you know, as you've, uh, as you, the, the ripcord you pulled to save yourself from splatting on the ground by talking about Kirking um, <laughs> off. I've been, I've been watching uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Plan now. It. That, now, yeah, no shit. Now <laughs> that I'm 15 years removed from my problems, right? of that show. Mm-hmm. It's pretty refreshing to watch, but it's lit very dark. It re- it, I'm like, this is X-Files, the way they light it. It's very dark. It's not very bright and it's not a lot of colors. And when I was watching this, I was like, oh man, this is, this is X-Files to a T, the way they shoot dark huh. shadows, half faces, people standing in shadows. There's shots of, um, of Manson lamps when he's like in the corner <laughs> and they cleverly put that overhead light in front of him, not even on top of him but in front of him. And it just makes him look like a specter with white pants behind it. Mm. There's a lot of great shots like that. Uh, I know that our I know that our live chat, especially uh, as it's typically loaded with a bunch of women who are madly in love with David Coveney. They're fond of talking about when he looks particularly good in an episode. Well, Scully looks immaculate in this episode. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on. She just looks super attractive. I don't know. I mean, she is, duh. Duh stand out stood out this week as just looking real sharp i don't know if it's the angles from the shadows i don't know what's going on i don't know if it's her being restrained in a chair and scared i don't know if that does something for me but something went on and i was like she looked really really good in this episode and i just really enjoyed it it's it's creepy uh the i love the classic i get the phone call and I'm talking to my partner mm, who's I giving me a clue. That moment that's happening in the fucking room I'm in that yeah. shit moment is so good. The, the, it's
1: really awesome. Yeah and that's a it's a good example. so I was actually skimming through I mentioned I was late getting to this yeah also late getting to BP's notes. he also told me that nystagmus was the condition. so ah. sorry BP. Um,
0: <clears throat> but did you say tagagamus is that a joke?
1: <laughs> no, nystagmus. No, oh, nice ny, nystagmus. nystagmus was a condition. <laughs> um, but he mentioned in the notes that this is the fifth time Scully has been abducted. Jesus Christ. This girl's going to be fucked for life. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you know, but what you said, like, if that just is the thing where, like, the partner in trouble, the whatever, the, you know, and I, I wouldn't say damsel in distress because it happens both ways. You know, it just Happened very recently with Mulder when he gets the old Talico Talico dart, um, but to do it in different ways, and, and that moment of of Scully when she first confronts this guy, and and the second moment of the actual abduction. And I know we're talking all over the episode, but that overhead shot of Dude. of of looking down and him like spider crawling out from under the 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 Shut SUV. Up. Shot oh, the end. fucking! It's great, and she's stumbling it's, back and going down.
0: I I love. There's something so terrifying of, so terrifying the, the, the terrifying nature of getting jabbed with a hypodermic and stumbling. And you see, I love the realism of her going for her pistol in the moment as she's just fallen out.
1: Yeah, she gets it out too. Like, and she's not. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Got it right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool, man. There's a lot of great. You know, this is an episode that I wouldn't put. It's definitely not make my top twenty. Like it's not an all time greatest, greatest, greatest. But like, man, there's there's so many scenes and visuals and so much to love about this. And I don't even really have a lot to knock about the episode at all. It's just mm-hmm. you know, it's up against a lot of competition because it's an amazing
0: right. show that ran for fucking eleven seasons. In summary, right? Um, but yeah, and that's why. That's why. It's funny because that's why I'm curtailing the the love descriptor, but it's close. Yeah. I really like it a lot. I was
1: holding back too because right. I'm not sure. It's it's right there between like and love. Mm-hmm. You know, it could, yep. could go either way. We, you know, if yeah. we fluff each other enough, if
0: we, you know. It's true. And it maybe, maybe because it doesn't have an, like it doesn't, I'm trying to think of it as an X-File because- I I watch this show and I go, this this is amazing, this is great, holy shit. And then you have to remember, it's also the X-Files. So as X-Files go, how do you feel about it as an X-File?
1: So there, so this is what, because there's a lot of, you know, people are in the chat, they're mentioning uh, Too Shy, Donnie Faster, you know, from Mm -hmm. Irresistible, because there's an element of, like, real human monster. Like, this is a person who was, you know, who has become a monster, not you know, necessarily straight up so much like a, a tombs, a complete genetic freak. Like this is kind of a human being could become a monster, but, but there's enough of the X files thing of this. Mm. Uh, and you know, I forget the, the term Mulder uses psychic imprinting maybe, or psychic
0: photography. And many different types of, yeah, he says it a few ways.
1: And I think it's a great balance of it
0: because, yes.
1: you know, uh, an episode that you know the last one i can think of hell money not a good episode <laughs> but but one of the biggest knocks on it is that it's not an x file at all and this yeah, this is exactly. one that balances like a really relatable like this is a human being this is a monster that kind of like brings it home in a more personal way and yet also has a very cool you know supernatural x
0: files element to it and i think it's mm-hmm. it's a like great that. blending of the two things Photographs, says Andrea. Uh you're absolutely right. You know what this you know what this reminds me of, dude? This is a this is an episode where and remember, it would not be an X Files podcast by LSG Media if we didn't drag role playing into this. This is the perfect <laughs> example of how you'd how you'd want to shoot you know, you know that there's that uh, and sometimes it's a misnomer, but low fantasy you'd almost say this is more of a gritty mm. kind of, yep. the, the, the low fantasy is, oh, it's just this little picture thing. This is, we're getting you ready for like werewolves and ghosts and shit. This is the more subtle yes. kind of X-File the versus the more real obvious uh, type of creatures or swarms of unexplainable insects or monsters, literal monsters. This is just uh, the byproduct. He, the the what. What am I trying to say? It's it's perfunctory. Is that what I'm looking for? Y- yes, the, the, it, it, the supernatural like, element. Right. It's not connected. In other words, when I say perfunctory, maybe French is the wrong word. And, and maybe that's one of the, maybe its strength is also a little bit of its weakness because it because it almost doesn't matter. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't use it. He doesn't employ it and it doesn't do anything to help him.
1: The monster. Is that what I'm trying to say? That is, yeah. And you know, that makes it kind of unique amongst you.
0: Absolutely.
1: Because, you know, even ones that are more subtle, we've referenced Donnie Faster, you know, irresistible. in a it's, you know, very much a personal thing. And the only thing in that episode that's really supernatural is there's one shot towards the end of it where Scully's looking and she sees you know that we get the pov and yes. we see a demon silhouette and you can pass it off uh-huh. as uh-huh. yeah yeah you know her imagination or whatever something I'll,
0: influencing sure or- sure
1: but you know ultimately it's still that's his persona here it's i mean it takes him off guard the the interrogation scene is my favorite scene of this, of it's this episode it's so good i'm glad you're talking about it dude it uh, i've seen this episode I don't know, a half dozen times, but the last time was probably a couple of years ago. And there was a moment in the beginning of the interrogation where I was like, wait a second. So he's not the guy because right. I, I was sold. Like he was so believable in this, what he was saying and, and not realizing. And I don't know what you're talking about. And part of it is obviously he's lying, but he just seems like this guy. And then when they start pulling the threads, and they finally get him to crack. But when Mulder shows him the photo that he had and enhanced, and huntsed, and huntsed,
0: <laughs> of, two, three, of his dad
1: yeah, and and you see Mr. Schnauz here like re- recoil from it.
0: Yeah. Like he it's, has it's, no it's, idea about this right. shit. What, what I love about this scene, number one, is it's shot really interestingly. It has cool uh, – it's got – sh- again, the lighting is really cool. It's, it stands out to me a lot in this episode and the, the way they have Mulder kind of chilling in the corner. We know, so we, we spend a lot of time complimenting agent Scully in her, in her general aptitude as an investigator. She's very good at it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think it's not a stretch to say that the master interrogator is Mulder. And I say that because this goes all the way back to establishing him via Monty props this idea that he can profile people. Uh, we saw him use it with Luther Lee Boggs. Like, no, this is my next years you fucking fraud. Mm-hmm. We see, we see him, we, he's very good at needling people and unsettling people. And I don't think that that's, I think to be a very good interrogator, you kind of have to be a dickhead a little bit. And I think he, <laughs> and I mean that, and I mean that in a nice way. Like, I think, I think not to say Scully isn't fierce or formidable, that's ludicrous, that's not what I'm saying at all, but I don't think, I think Mulder likes to watch people squirm, right? He, he does it when he argues, he does it when he makes his jokes, and I think there's something about that. Plus, he's super inquisitive when it comes to the insight of people.
1: Dude, right? it, it, how ironic is it? <laughs> We talk about Mulder, you know, we we make a lot of jokes about his character and like sure. how out there he is and he's ready to believe anything. And, you know, it's always the craziest thing. And yet he is the one, like you said, that tie back to Monty Props, the, mm-hmm. you know, the psychological, psychological evaluator, Luther Lee Boggs. Mm-hmm. He is the one, even more than Scully, that is able to... Delve into the mind of the actual, real, regular human <laughs> monster. The the <laughs> regular human psychopath.
0: A like, dreadful irony, considering his his penchant for fucking saying it's alien.
1: Right, right. He <laughs> he'll go to that extreme, and yet when it's kind of just just a guy who's a psycho. And yes, we've mentioned there's there's the clear and and well used X Files element of the the th- photography. Um, Photography, (laughs) but but really, like you've pointed out, he's not
0: using that deliberately. This is just a a mentally ill man, a mentally ill fucking serial killer. It it is, and I think what makes this guy—you know—we talked about comparing him to Vincent D'Onofrio, and I think you know when 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 Pyle gets blanket parted, you feel something for him because other than that, he kind of just annoys and unnerves you. Mm -hmm. And same with this guy, he does a good job of. In that moment where he runs his fingers across it, he's, he's deeply troubled. And yep. the actor, and, and uh, maybe I should just stop saying the actor and get his fucking name instead of being a hack. But this guy <laughs> has this moment where he- Pruitt he, Taylor Vince. Pruitt. Pruitt. So this moment where Pruitt feels real genuine hurt. It's, it's, quite, it's quite sad, to be honest with you. And and that's not a common thing that we get in X Files either. So, two big uncommon elements of this is this sort of X power. Uh, here's here's the metaphor I'll use to describe the power. It's the wilting of the flower when the vampire passes. Mm. He doesn't use it to his advantage. It just happens. Yes. Right? You could almost call it a disadvantage. It, it, Literally it, 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 a
1: disadvantage.
0: A literal disadvantage. <laughs> if you were making it, it, a it character of- <laughs> in a world of darkness game, it would be a flaw and you would get oh, extra shit. points in your in your your character build because you, know, you took it. Touch of corruption or something. Yeah. You'd get a flaw point. He would get a flaw point for, for fucking up cameras. Like that's a that's that's almost like how you can tell his passing or hey how he's nearby or how he's been here recently or mm-hmm. he's been through here. They don't have to define it. It doesn't need to be. So that actually is pretty interesting. Now, from a pure script writing standpoint, I, I would imagine the struggle with the whiteboard is like, but but it's not really connected to him. And and then yep. and then the guy selling it was like, yeah, that's the point, isn't that cool? And they're like, yeah, but no, that's bad script writing. Right? You know, like <laughs> it can't be an accident. This right. is so random. Like if if you think of it, I, I could see somebody taking having a different take on this and being like, it's just too random to be cool. And I'm like, no, but maybe the randomness <sighs> I don't think is so, cool. Though. Yeah, right. Maybe the randomness is cool.
1: It, it, because it's it, it's the perfect X file in that it's undefined but believable and useful to the story and it adds value.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: like I mean, it just that's the best use. Is like I don't want to know exactly how. I don't want them to get to the bottom of it. You know, I want them exactly
0: to. You want he- to solve the murder or at least right. save somebody who's in distress. But we don't need the answer to the supernatural part of the story. Yeah, that's the, oh, what's the that's no fun, right? And uh, that, That's why De Verlitz is one of my favorite episodes ever, because it has the most heavy metal ending of all time. <laughs> it's just like, see you later, fuckos. You lost. I won. Thanks I'm like, that's for the best. Being involved. You can't beat the, the fucking devil. Yep. You're never gonna win that. Yep. And that that is so that's such a hard sell for me. And I was like, that is, man, that's gangster shit. So I do I do appreciate that. I like when they do maybe get to the bottom of something, but they never it's always here's what we kind of think about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the magic of the show. Yes. But those two new unique things in this episode this week, I think is what really stands out to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, is, I, is empathizing a little bit with the guy.
1: Yes, empathizing a little bit and the the power being, you know, not not a power that's used, just a a, 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 a characteristic of whatever. Mm-hmm. We don't know how it came about. We don't know why. But we know it's something that because the only other time beyond the, th- the thoughtography, we know that <laughs> Mr. Schnauz here, Jerry Schnauz, Schnauz, he doesn't use it, but there's there is something he has access to because he talks about it in his victims. He talks about how he's uh-huh. tr- yes. trying to save them from shit. What is the what is the word? Not the howlers the howlers great word and and it's a great foreshadowing when in that going back to that interrogation scene when he you know scully gets him on the ropes and he looks into her eyes and he's got those he's got those manson lamps going and Mm -hmm. he says you look troubled (laughs) so good and
0: then it, it comes back to like, and that, that's also, that's what, and the sales are shortly thereafter. And that's, that's such good, not just good foreshadowing, but it's just, well, yeah, it's just good writing because it's, it's not you fucking bitch. I'll get you. Right. right. And, right? And, and it's like, no,
1: it's and ultimately, Like, total. why does he go back after Scully? Like, why would, why would a you know, a wanted criminal go after an FBI agent? Because he, he, he saw whatever he sees and he's trying to save her from the howlers.
0: Right it's because it, because her what unless <laughs> he's perfunctory again, her profession is quite perfunctory to him. He doesn't care, no, like he in his that's what's so fucked about us is thinking it, what's so fucked about this is him thinking he's doing something to help somebody? yeah, it's fucking hot. now, Ugh. but so here here's the question. does this just manifest in women that uh, clearly Scully only looks like Scully, but women of that type, the same hair, the same length, the same height. Because they're all kind of similar looking, like not, you know what I'm saying. Mm. They they all have that, like you would profile, like if you were doing a serial killer, you'd be like, oh, he's, you know, he went after the one girl who has a certain look. This other woman has a certain look and Scully has a certain look of which you would say they all have a similar look.
1: Yes, but I, I like that that's, again, an undefined thing.
0: Totally. It's enough because that- he ice picks the boyfriend because he probably got in the way.
1: Right. Right. He, I mean, he He's not trying to save the boyfriend
0: from howlers. Yeah. He just drew. He fucking, he, he goodfellas them, yeah. right? He third act of goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> really interesting.
1: Uh, a couple things I want to bring up from the chat. One, one from uh, Glendy G. Um, Mulder is a good FBI agent. He's very smart. Another episode that he shines in is grotesque when, when talking about going mm. after a more human monster. Um, except Mulder is a good FBI agent. Tell that to fucking AD Skinner who has
0: to supervise
1: <laughs> this guy or, or Scully. A lot of times. Yeah. He, he's a very good, uh, investigator. He's a very good, I'm not sure like by the books he's, a, a good FBI agent. Right, right, right. right. But um, also, Diane Renaud, um, we were talking about the, or I mentioned the, the, when he calls out Scully, you look troubled. It's where her cancer is, right where he taps her forehead. That's fucking very interesting. I never realized that when he, when he actually what? gets Scully. Come on. That's fucking cool. I never even thought of that. Maybe the maybe the writers didn't either, Diane. You might be. You might <laughs> that's be. That's
0: they, one they. That's one they bumped into and knocked off the shelf.
1: <laughs> you might be. A, <laughs> whoopsie. A couple <laughs> steps over them.
0: But we just uh, we just spilt a pretty cool plot point all over the floor. Yep. Uh, Maja says, "Give me some real life killer comparisons." So we're going to rant about Kemper, dude. Kemper is completely terrifying. Oh, I don't
1: know a lot of, I just know
0: cursory. Look, just look him up. Yeah. He, just the way he, just he's, he's like six, eight, mm. you know, like this massive man. And you know, he, he did, he did, he didn't get too crazy. He simply decapitated his mother, fucked her mouth and then buried her head in the backyard.
1: <laughs> no, you know. No
0: big deal. Just par for the course. It's right? It's pretty normal to fuck a headless corpse, isn't it? <laughs> oh. And then, and then the headless corpse's mouth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean. Pretty terrible fellatio, though, from a... So, I mean, maybe, maybe swirl action like you've never seen. You got to get that sweet spot where, where Richter Mortis <laughs> just sets it. We have a little bit of
1: tension, not enough to hurt, you know, just, uh, yeah, a, well, just a little resistance. So, you know. Sounds
0: you, like risky business to me. You
1: got to get that sweet spot. <laughs> um, and uh, What one, a
0: corkscrew technique.
1: <laughs> one more shout out from the chat <laughs> from uh, Jessica DiMaria. I just assume they all looked like his sister. Very fucking interesting. Man, our listeners read into the fucking episodes because the sister comes up. Mm -hmm. The sister he has after he, you know, beat the fuck out of his dad for being abusive or whatever, having a a little bit of a breakdown. Um, and the sister we find out committed suicide. So yeah, that's probably, that's a great, uh, that's a great leap to take. Not a leap. That's a great, um,
0: it's, Har- it's Harper, right? Let's read that comment fully. Uh,
1: Har- Harper has another comment, but uh, Jessica Maria just said, I just assume they all look like his sister. Harper yes. says, but isn't the- his obsession with saving women coming from his abusive father father, who Faza? convinced him that his sister was the evil one who had to be lobotomized since he had to explain his torture so he got his son on his side by creative by creating this narrative about women needing to be saved. Harper, you're spot on about the motivation. Yes. And I think- Jessica was was kind of um correlating what we talked or what you mentioned about the the women kind of very loosely sitting uh fitting a similar um you know appearance kind of yeah. profile.
0: That 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 so that all kind of checks out because he's now again mo- <laughs> the motivation doesn't necessarily explain his his fucking psychosis his psychopathy. He's he's a he's bananas. Yes. Right,
1: that, and, and we don't know where that came from.
0: We don't know where they were born that way, abused that way, part of the abuse. Maybe he had to witness his father abused him, her. Who knows? But we know it's a bad situation, and that's and, and even just knowing a, a surface level idea of that works.
1: Yeah. Yep. And I, I without going too deep on I, it. And what's just cool is like, I mean, everything, you know. And we're we're a little tied into talking about the chap, but it's because you know people are pulling things out of there that aren't necessarily just like you know just laid out for us in the script like some of it's yes. there but it, it adds up you know what it i'm saying does. like it you does. know our listeners are are very They're smart cookies and they're putting together the pieces, some that are kind of there more plainly and some that are kind of buried a couple layers deep. But ultimately, the writing really adds up to create this fucking character of Jerry Snouse, who is this sad Mm -hmm. and yet horrific fucking monster. And that's what it's a love. It's a love. There we go. More than, you know, a lot of times you're the one that swings me when I'm on the fence between like and love Mm -hmm. as we talk about it. I'm gonna say the fucking listener swung me from this time, uh, for this one, of of just putting together these pieces and seeing really how well laid out this this episode is and and in in particular, how well built the the character, the monster of Jerry Jerry Snouse is. And that's that's not even to talk about some of the great scenes and visuals we've already already hit on.
0: Well, this is all I have to say about all that nonsense. Oh, they got you talking like
1: Sigmund Freud. <laughs> i am on to you i know your tricks sides <laughs> you, you know their tricks take all that good writing You combining with some great visual scenes some good tension a couple good you know the great red herrings of of me being fooled by the interrogation there's a mm-hmm. good one of when when scully pricks her finger on that uh whatever that little fucking lobotomizer tool he has to start holes in sheet I all,
0: thought A W L
1: all. Okay, nice. Oof. I thought, again, I'm like, I've seen this episode before, but it instantly like made me think like, wait, did she just get poisoned? Because right. we know this guy uses poison. Yep. Like it's a, just another good, like, oh shit
0: kind yeah, of moment. That's it's it's like a it's like um that's like a leather working tool, I think, on all is, right? Oh yeah, to poke holes in leather. Poke holes and leather. It, I mean, but man, it is a savage weapon. <laughs> yeah. Having worked with sheetrock, what he said, like that's very, very believable to me. I'm like, that would be very useful. It could be, yeah. I know I'm I, you can use those little hand ones, the little hand saws like at the serrated so if you want to like cut it too. Yeah. But yeah. Or just it, to start just a, a point little, little before poke. you drill. Yeah, you know? A little little quick poke in there. I
1: like it. I like it. I like it. The the <laughs> stilt thing. Is something uh, something beyond me? I've I've done my share of like manual labor, a little bit of carpentry, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Never had a a set of stilts on the job site though, so I don't
0: know. Um. Yeah, that might just be. <laughs> I, I I don't know what that's about. I don't know if he just didn't want to set up staging or. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you're, you're moving around a lot. Tall ceilings, old. Old, uh, yeah, may, maybe. Yeah, maybe there's no place to, to put your staging rack in there. I don't know. Sure, but sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? But nowadays, you know, you could just do. You could just get a a real long, a real long stick for the roller. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Yeah. Just run it up the wall that way. I sure. Guess.
1: Well, I guess he's got to. You mentioned putting fixtures
0: up there. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right.
1: You know, and that kind of, I mean, joking about the stilts, but another great element of this episode is is molders. Mm-hmm.
0: Interpretation
1: of the photo. Of His the photos. artistic
0: interpretation.
1: Right. right? I mean, combine two things. We talk about him being this great profiler, being great in the interrogation room, but also uh, being Mulder and, mm-hmm. and viewing, as he literally says, the only good piece of hard evidence that they have this fucking silly brain photo, this photography, right. him interpreting that. And that's ultimately the thing that solves the crimes. It's why they. Why they catch him in the first place, why they re-catch him and save fucking Scully is because of Mulder being able to, to you know, pull shit out of this photo. Plus some silly silly 90s,
0: you know, enhance. Mm, I like it, dude. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, we're sitting here and, and, and my mind's really racing about Mulder and his skill set because he's often lamented by us for fun, for as you've already said but yeah uh, he has an insight to him uh, this this precise some some of the things and, and and i guess it checks out for his often aloofness and lack of responsibility and completely inability in at times real juvenile attempt at communication and keeping scully out of the loop on things <laughs> like you could if you want to make fun of the episode you could say she's like Hey, look, this construction company was at both scenes. I'm probably going to go interrogate and ask questions of people that work there. Conventional wisdom would say, oh, yeah, your suspect's in there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we're going to win. He's like, no, I'm going to DC. Are you sure the construction company is at both spots where two people went away? Are you sure you don't want to come ask questions of these fucking, you know, of these, uh, uh these guys? Are you sure you don't want to come do that with me?
1: I was really but, hoping Agent Pendrell would be the one breaking on that <laughs> photography, but I guess, I guess his computer expertise only goes so far.
0: Yeah. He had to fly to DC to find a man who could use fucking Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous, but hey man, that's the nineties. It is one so, of those.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: No no no. So so you know that that like that that that's that's part of the course from Walter though. I'm not even saying that that's bad writing or out of character. That's just how he is. He's like, "Yeah, you go ahead and look into the the people who might have done this, but he's like, "Let me learn more about this weird ass photography because this doesn't make any sense." And in his defense, he's not wrong. Like Scully at times, I think Scully must be thinking, okay, we just don't have the right information on this. There's no way this photo happened before. And if it did, she's just being funny, making a face. This is complete coincidence, which would be a reasonable and logical thing to assume. Not, holy shit, this is predicting how he might, uh, how, how what might happen to somebody. And then they ask, well, fucking Forest Complex, like, what's going on here? <laughs> and they're like, well, because that would be a suspect, right? The old guy. They're like, yeah, he didn't kidnap this woman. The last, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, the last person to see her alive, she's usually a decent suspect, but yeah, oh, it wasn't.
1: It's just catching
0: up. To me. <laughs> it's not this guy. <laughs> I just kept running. Something bit me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Fuck, man. But, um, oh, here's, go ahead.
1: Man, I, I'm just another great moment in this episode since we're, we're not doing this one chronologically, obviously. Huh. Um, Maybe my favorite use of photography in the episode because, yeah, it's cool Like how Mulder used it to solve the crimes and and maybe how it ties into the, the character building of Jerry Schnauss. But just as a scene, as a standalone, when fucking Officer Trot gets blown dude. away, that is fucking awesome. Savagery. Imagine that. Imagine taking a picture of a dude, turning around. Mm-hmm. And looking at the picture, and it also makes it more believable of why he was so, you know, able to be taken advantage of by Jerry. Like, he just loses fucking complete. You see a picture of yourself shot in the fucking head.
0: Absolutely. After you
1: take a picture of a guy. And you just kind of yeah. stand there, maybe take a step too far back. You, you lose sense of your, you know, surroundings a bit. You know, you're just some fucking guy.
0: And, and fucking Pruitt, man, he's like Brady. Right, he fucking looks one way, looks the other. You don't know what he's looking at, and he's looking at your fucking. He threads that, just he fucking. He looks the hey, he looks the safety off, bro. No problem. He fucking he gives a little eye flick, the safety bites, and then he's going over your head for a fucking touchdown. That's exactly what happens because he, he the, the, the the camera deliberately zooms in on the gun in the in the holster, and it's his eyes flopping around the room, and you go. He fucking doesn't know he's looking at his gun. This guy's looking all over the place. He's looking in the outer space. <laughs> so man. you're you're seeing <laughs>
1: Osterstromman's <Officer> forehead. <laughs> Is is uh, Julian Edelman or Wes Walker in the slot yes. kind of thing going on? Okay.
0: Yes. Yes. And in any reasonable defense against not getting disarmed by a guy in main booking, you fucking shit dick <laughs> was was thwarted by the lookoffs. I like
1: it. I like it.
0: The fucking the crazy eyes got him, dude. Like the it. Manson lamps. Yes.
1: And and it's good. We have to maintain a ratio. I think we're probably about one to two of sports references to rpg references to try to salvage some Trite. semblance of like manhood you know we could exactly. hey, we could talk sports we'll talk hockey yeah. we'll talk football oh, and, hell yeah. and then we'll get back to the game
0: little little, little look off mm. little, little little deception for the secondary
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I fucking damn. Love it. so let me just tell you i i i'm now i am going to yeah, you know what fuck it i'm going to say i love this episode i love it too And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, Number one, I I think it's a sell job by you. It's a sell job by the listeners. And then I sold myself because I just thought of something. Do, Do you know what this fucking shit reminds me of? And I guarantee you it inspired a terrific piece of entertainment. Please enlighten me. There's a guy that we all know and love named Bill fucking Paxton. And in this movie, Frailty. Fuck! Think about it. Yeah, dude. That's what pushed me into the love right there. Frailty. I started thinking about that when we're thinking about him going, Oh, I got to save people. Like, he just sort of, he's so matter of fact in that movie and he jeopardizes his whole family. And he, and ultimately it's bad for him in the end. But just this idea where he's like, Well, son, that's a demon. We got (laughs) to kill that demon. I got an axe and I got work gloves and we're going to, I mean, literally making his kids watch him kill people with an axe because he feels he's doing the right thing. By killing a fucking demon on earth. Man. I mean, the
1: religious, frailty. the religious element is different, but the same motivation of like having this
0: calling to save these people. Yeah. That great moment and the great shot in frailty. He's driving and he looks in the field and there's just a beam of sun. You know, how sometimes the sun just comes in like a ray. Yeah. And it's right on a stump with an ax in it. And he's like, he just pulls over. And like, that's the sign, boys. And he has that, like, very Bill Paxton, Texas. You know, he's a Texan. That very Bill Paxton, Texas sort of matter of fact. He's like, well, there it is, boys. That's our sign. <sighs> We're going to kill demons. <laughs> and that's, you know, obviously, he's a, he's a lot more charming than than Pruitt's role in this. But 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 that's, you know, if you want to sympathize a little with Pruitt, even though it's hard when he's, you know, leaving bodies in the, in the fucking woods, right? That part Scully's reaction. She's great there, you know, where she respond, where they find the woman dead in her, her walking way and sitting in the car. She's just so dejected because they didn't get to this girl in time like that. Yep. And, and that's just good shit. That's really good shit out of Jillian Anderson. And, um,
1: and Mulder, oh, yeah. if anything, like maybe falling victim to what we talk about. He's at that moment, maybe he's a little too caught up in, in the X file and the truth. And yes. Scully can't get over the cost. The human fucking cost.
0: The human fucking cost. Yeah. Right. Man, and frailty
1: it's... dude, I now that you've said this, what a fucking great like metaphor or or, or uh, not sure. metaphor maybe, but I mean what a great kind of side by side comparison because same thing there where that's a story about a, a human monster. And yet, there definitely is a supernatural element to frailty. There's sure. something there. There's
0: something they they want you to really. They really yes, it's very X Files as far as that goes. Like it really. It doesn't say outright. It wants you to consider. It wants you to consider. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, I might be wrong about that.
1: But yeah, I think so. I mean, um, it's never explicit, but like it's you know, especially toward you mm-hmm. know, no spoiler alerts for frailty, but there's a twist. <laughs> um but man that's fucking awesome.
0: What a great what a great tie-in. I, I want watch royalty now. Yeah, I want watch royalty. Yeah. Somebody's saying um are, are you getting a message about some kind of question?
1: Um uh a message about a question. Are you talking about a Facebook message or
0: yeah I just see that in the chat. I don't know what that's about. I don't know if he's if, I'm, I'm I'm not if I'm I'm picking up on that code he's posting in the chat there. Oh, BP. Oh, oh. <laughs> Zing it. Um, oh,
1: okay. That's a good one. All right. Oh, did he he message yeah, you? Yeah, he messaged saying? me a reminder about a great listener question that he had. Oh, and a okay. perfect one because as I, I've already said, I rolled in completely unprepared for this episode. So, hmm. um, I have uh I have our listener question now tied up. <laughs> that we can right. address
0: as we wrap up. All right, All right. awesome. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, what else? The, the, the room she's held in, it looks great. Come to find out it's a camper that's shot. Well, yeah. it, it's a really indeterminate size, but it does feel claustrophobic.
1: Yes. Yeah. The, 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 a lot of people, uh, I think white death was making some jokes about the making it into a mobile, you know, like the term, <laughs> like some yes, sort of yes. some mo- mobile lobotomizing fucking horrific <laughs> vehicle. And of course, like you got to tie in dentistry because fucking everybody hates the dentist. Oof. So, tie in his fucking, his piece of shit dad, who no matter, no matter what, his dad's definitely a piece of shit, right? I mean, that's a piece of shit. He's got a bronze star, but hey, that doesn't fucking, yeah. doesn't do it all. <laughs> he can still be a piece of shit and get some valor.
0: This is true. This is true. <laughs> Trust me. Um, Trust me. The, <laughs> the, um, the uh, that shot, it's at 35 minutes, 12 seconds. Of the light in front of him, in the ray, kind of coming, oh, like it's it's shooting in front of him. It's really slick uh, as we're panning around that place, and Scully kind of yeah. that real that waking realization that you are bound. God, she's so good. Ugh. Yeah. Yep. Her, she's her. like here, here we go again. <laughs> Ugh, um, and the padding on the walls, the duct tape. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's raw. But I like how she does a good job of buying herself time by talking to him. And German. Yep. A nice little touch.
1: Again, like brought up earlier in the episode. Like it'd be very weird if Scully just suddenly started speaking (laughs) German, but, you know, good writing again. Like the Unruh term, uh, the Unruh word and Scully knowing what it means. Kind of surprising Mulder. I, you know, took him to college and uh, just that's- kind of writing 101 but it's well done you yeah. know you, you put it out there some point earlier and then it pays off uh, in the end and and really it, it, it that buys her enough time
0: right like had that I just oh, say? I was just saying I says the guy who popularized Lombotomy tore around in a Lobato Meal Walter Freeman oh I don't think she's joking <laughs> that's fucking crazy <laughs> I think I think she knows a lot about uh, serial killers come on in drive a pike through my head or an all <laughs> as it were I love <laughs> it I love it Good shit, man. Yeah. Well, let's just, uh, I mean, I think we already said it. It's a love for me now. I, I would say that's fair. I'm still don't know if it's a top 20 episode though. No, I, that's, that's a different feeling. No. That's a different criterion, I believe. Yep. Yep. Um,
1: got any, um, we, we didn't give a lot of opportunity for <laughs> listener comments <laughs> because, uh, no, oh, no kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> somebody, I don't know, maybe it was the guy that was late, uh, just put up a post about the episode uh, about two hours ago, but there's a there's a couple, and there was one from an earlier post actually in, in place of me doing my fucking job. Uh, Neil James, who's been pretty active on the page, he uh, he posted a, a great a great he did that 3D pick thing, which I don't really know how that works on Facebook. But yeah, like when you, I don't either. It's fucking wild. Very you know, cool. when I
0: see people doing it,
1: but he just put this great pick of uh, of of Jerry Snouse, you know, played by through Taylor Vince um of, of his eyes and in, in that outfit and uh he just put a quote i was not jailed i was institutionalized i had a kind of chemical imbalance
0: what a great awesome. villain yeah, he's awesome. Yep. That's a really good picture, by the way. Yeah, that photo.
1: And Christina Young responded to it and said, I had a patient today that straight off remi- straight off the bat reminded me of this guy. Um maybe
0: check what you're doing for a living. Or- oh, 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 oh did you? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of patient, pray tell. <laughs> <laughs> And are people and can and can people learn too much about your life on your Facebook?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, well, since much. you decided to show up for the chat for once, I also want to read a comment from local Audrey. By all means. I really love this episode, one that stuck with me when I was when I saw it as a younger kid. I think any episode where Scully gets put in danger and Mulder has to come to the rescue was always a good episode in my shipper brain. But I think the monster of the week is also a really interesting one. Capturing someone's death in a photograph is perfectly macabre. Love, love, love this ep. Mm, good ship, Groovy.
0: Sir Thom, Please. Does anybody do better receiving information on the phone that you don't want the person you're with to overhear? Acting than Jillian Anderson. That's one hell hell of a sentence. Honestly, I could watch an entire episode of Scully taking phone calls. (laughs) Uh, Let's also note that she's
1: always in that fucking situation (laughs) because Mulder bailed on her earlier. This is a great point. This is now calling her off the fucking well (laughs) while she's in danger (laughs) because he's not there with her. So fucking get him. Spoiler alert, hashtag get Team em. Get some,
0: <laughs> get him. I'm slightly disappointed that Scully gets kidnapped again, but I understand why it happens. It does lead to some great interaction between her and, and Jerry Schnalls, And Mulder is never more scared and vulnerable than when Scully's life is at risk. Yeah, that's the other thing. The desperation of him attempting to gain access to the camper is really good. Uh, he continues by saying, at least we get to see her take Schnalls down unassisted at mid-episode like a fucking champ. Overall, it's a love for me. There you go. I like yeah, it Yeah, I like how I like how Mulder rolls in bang one shot and then he, he doesn't yes. he doesn't like light him on fire. Yep. Yep. Because he goes down quick. Well there you go. I like Thanks. it. Thanks. Thanks for writing in, folks. And uh, so to be clear. To love. It's Facebook.com slash groups slash LSG on X files. That probably should just say X file or something. Anyway. Yeah. Um Uh I, So I have a
1: listener question. As mentioned, you know, we try to get to one of these in an episode and uh, thank you for BP for prompting me. Um, This is actually one that he had posted himself quite a while ago and um, we'd never gotten to. And we we do still have a little backlog of a few to get to before we have to milk the listeners for more. But Mm -hmm. this one from BP, um, sometimes the human monsters are the most compelling and scary. Which one do you find to be the most compelling and or scary and why? Eve, Donnie Faster, Carl Wade from Uballet, Agent Patterson from Grotesque, Vernon from uh, Vernon Ephesians from the field where I died, John Lee Roche, Paper Hearts, CSM McRaiter, um, as well as anything else you think fits. It's a toss up for me. So, basically, I mean, what we talked about, like we love the the the, the more human not that we don't love, you know, the real exile shit. Like obviously I love fluke man and fucking terms. Of course. course. But, um, I don't know. Do you have, do you have
0: one that you'll, you'll go to? I, I I have, I have two that I'll go to. So I want to kind of bounce back and forth between them. It might be the same two I have. So I'll just talk about the other one. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the two. It's going to either be Luther Lee Boggs or John Lee Roche. Were those the two? Uh, I mean, uh, there were many mentioned, but those
1: are, Two definitely heavy hitters. Uh,
0: first of all, because Tom Noonan is, a, is great as John Lee Roach, and of course, Brad Dorff is brilliant as Luther Lee Boggs. So I, I, I want to start there, just in the way they are played. They are very, very good. Um, I think—I'm trying to not decide with my heart. My heart is kind of telling me Luther Lee Boggs, but I think my head's telling me Luther Lee Roach, uh, John Lee Roach. And I think it's because of his ability to unnerve Mulder. Now I know I know they both unnerve one of the agents, right? Luther Lee unnerves Scully greatly. He he really gets into her head and and right? Yeah, oh, oh I got that the other way around. I can't remember. But I think John Lee Roche, because of his well, sort of nonchalance confidence. Mm. The basketball shit, oh, the God. getting into Mulder's head the the uh, the the vacuum sales like we we th- th- there's something just more menacing about him in terms of the victims too like he's killing kids that's creepy whereas luther lee just killed his family right or something
1: yeah killed his family over thanksgiving dinner i think <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: right the <laughs> the logistics of that are always hilarious to consider <laughs> but but there is something very super creepy about john lee now uh, hopefully uh, i guess they would be considered i, I know they have their x-files ish nature but i i think i'm gonna go with john lee roche because cool. tom tom noonan's brilliant he's a he's he fucking he's a chom lester serial rest serial killer that's he's, he's he's the ultimate terrifying to me he's uh the, the the again his approach all of that stuff he's just really creepy in the way he can fuck up Mulder.
1: yeah you know what's what's interesting about your two picks there i mean they're both great ones but they might be you know i'd I'd have to think back through it but they might be the two characters that got into the heads of the two are two different agents the most as you kind of mentioned i mean whoever got to On a psychological level, not, not like a physical, um, fear, you know, cause Scully obviously gets abducted every other fucking Tuesday. (laughs) Sure. But who got into her head more than Luther Lee Boggs and who got, gets into Malter's head more than John Lee Roche? So I think it's interesting that you pick those two because it's Mm -hmm. not just, it's, it's not just everything else you said, their characters and, and how well acted they are, but the fact that they are so able to, Completely unnerve and 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 to ultimately make both of these characters act in ways that are uh, uh, irrational, not just irrational because Mulder's always irrational but <laughs> but even yeah. but off base from their own kind of main line, like john Lee Roche gets Mulder off off his any kind of normal approach he ever has. Correct. Whatever you can call normal from Holder, I guess, um, John Lee Roche drives
0: him further off that. and obviously, I mean he fucking shoots him in the head at the end of the app. Yeah that that is so dope. Yeah. like that's the, that's where this goes. See, I might even say Brad Dorf has a better job acting. Because he does a little bit more than Noonan, but but that character but is it's, just- it's easier to think like bigger. What's great about John a- Roche is absolutely. that he's
1: so, like you said, the confidence and he's so cool. Like if you- He's- Exactly. If you retype the lines he delivered, it could be- If you Stock change shit. the words he says- yeah. It, it could not just be dog shit, but it could also be, like, a completely different interaction. Like, he's right. not menacing. He's not trying to, like— There's nothing heavy or over the top about his acting. He's so— Nonchalant. Nonchalant. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because of the two you picked, I, I am driven into another corner, and I'm going to pick Donnie Faster as mine. Nice. That's a great pick, man. In in completely different. You know, he is not— someone that can psychologically unnerve Mulder and, and or Scully. Um, he is just maybe the most monstrous of people that at least the first time he comes around, because he does come mm-hmm. back. But the first episode, you could come off from that episode believing that he is just a normal human being. And yet one of the most terrifying monstrous things that the agents ever face. There's something, you know, he he doesn't have any of the charisma of, of John Lee Roche or, or Luther Lee box. He has none of it. He has none of the, the psychological uh, ability to, to get into their heads. He is a fucking human monster. And you know, uh, yeah, he's, he's,
0: he's like a, he's like a, a dead behind the eyes type. Yes.
1: He is a true demon in human form.
0: In. Whereas the whereas Noonan in, <laughs> Noonan, Jesus, where <laughs> Roche and Boggs, uh, maybe Roche more so, sort of seems to delight in it. He's more sadistic. Yes. When he gets under Mulder's skin, yep. he's just very, like, uh, Johnny Fast is like the Bill Belichick of the killers in X-Files. <laughs> right? Yes. He just sort of does his business. Yep. Period. Yeah. There's no flair to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, good shit. Good shit. What's next time?
1: That's a great question. <laughs> next one will be season four. Oh, actually, next time is a previously recorded. Um, yes. The Field Where I Died.
0: This yes. is oh, this oh, is oh, probably oh. the- Come on, hang on. Kids are crazy. Kill the kids. Kids, move my hands. I'm crazy lady. Hands down the least
1: popular of, of my picks back when we did uh, picked <laughs> episodes. The Field Where I Died doesn't make anybody's top 20. Top 50, let alone top 20. But I got a soft spot for it, and maybe... I don't even remember how often to listen to it. I don't remember <laughs> if I explained well why, why I have a soft spot for it, but I definitely do. Um, so they'll drop that. We will drop that one. And then um, I don't know what your schedule looks like. Do you want to... Um, can we come right back in two weeks and give these guys three episodes? Absolutely. Yeah. So since we, yeah. since
0: we delayed, uh, we're recording this. Oh, on, you're saying in two weeks? Yeah. Because next week I'm going to do Dune and then I can do X Files the weekend. Right,
1: right. So if we, yeah. we're recording this on the 25th, it'll drop on March 29th. The yep, very Monday. next Monday, we'll drop The Field Where I Died and then we'll uh, record and on release. Record on the eighth, release on April twelfth. Sanguinarium.
0: So you guys yeah. get three episodes in a row, three weeks back to back to back. This is a uh, this is a, an episode where the gore was was criticized by uh, fans of the show. I'm told. Sanguinarium. Who would think gore and blood mm. would be? Sounds like a typo negative song. To be honest with you, I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Well, we're in. We love it had some fun good times and uh, i think we're gonna go out of here are we out of here we're fucking out
1: of here, check out, out of doom, here. check out video doom check out Kirkenoff. yeah that's what's new and hot in the podcast hot. world
0: <laughs> all right guys we'll catch you guys next time josh the Spirit of the x-files podcast tell these good people goodbye
1: my eyes are in a world of shit <laughs>
0: listening to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. Visit us on the web at libertystreetgeek.net. That's libertystreetgeek.net.